Welcome to McKinsey on Insurance. This is a podcast featuring discussions of trends, disruptions, and strategies that are reshaping the insurance industry as we know it today. My name is Bernard Kotanko. I'm a senior partner based in Singapore, and I lead McKinsey's insurance practice in Asia Pacific. With me today are my fellow partner colleagues, Shalin Wu, a partner based in Beijing, leading our work in Greater China, and Sumit Popri, a partner colleague based in Jakarta, leading our insurance work across Southeast Asia, as well as India. We will focus today's discussion on life and health, partly because in Asia Pacific, that is still the far largest area of insurance. Secondly, we want to link it also to a report we have recently published on the global life insurance agenda. Let's dive right into it and let's go by geography. And let me first invite my colleague Shalin to share perspectives on China. Thanks, Bernard. I think that's uh, for the China insurance market, especially life insurance market, experienced the most difficult couple of years in the past two years. Think about the numbers. Actually, the whole agency number go down from 9 million total agency to 3 million agency in just two years. And also think about the VMB, the value of new business. It's actually dropped by at least 25%. After one and a half years transformation, actually the market is starting to become stabilized. And finally, in the first half of this year, we're starting to get positive 3% growth. Compared with the past years, it's always two digits number of the growth rate. I think a couple of things change. Is it's not that easy to actually sell the insurance product. Actually, it requires a more combination of integrated knowledge regarding the wealth management, regarding the insurance protections and others. Then the second thing is also the cost model became very, very important and the cost structure of different life insurance companies. And we are starting to get into the mode of maybe 10 years ago after financial crisis, the European market really starting to focus on the cost structure because the zero cost growth uh, will never come back again. I think it's very, very important for the life insurance companies also to identify the new opportunities. Clearly, we also see a couple of new opportunities. For example, the first one will be the wealth management market. And China has become the second largest wealth management market just behind the U.S. Second opportunity will probably come around the pension market. Currently, China just opened the third pillar individual pension accounts. This is a quite good regulatory incentive for the whole market to capture the new opportunities. Of course, we understand that at the same time, the transformation for the life insurance company is extremely important. Transformation of the whole agency, moving to a high-end advisory-based agency business model, and also transformation from the branch structure. In the past, it's usually to be three-layer, five-layer different branch models. Actually, to simplify these operation models is also key topics. Also, going forward, we see big challenges ahead of us. For example, after China introduced the Solvency 2, like what we call the CROS in China market, especially the small and medium-sized insurance companies will have huge pressure in terms of solvency. We expected the market in the next three to five years to experience a large integration. Who will lead in the integration in the China market and also who can really win the market in future is actually a very interesting topic going forward. Another thing I want to add is actually the uh, health insurance market. In China, the health ecosystems 
and also the elder care ecosystems are two very important going forward trends for the life insurance market. The health insurance is actually the only market, the only segment still keeping two digits growth, even in the toughest years. Actually, we see the rising demand of the health insurance product and the rising demand of the health coverage, and including the future elder care. I think that's basically the overview of the China life insurance market. Let me turn it over to you, Sumit. Southeast Asia, of course, comprises a set of heterogeneous markets. You work across all these geographies with some of the leading insurers. What do you see on the agenda for Southeast Asia life and health? Pandemic and COVID uh, was tough for the industry. But coming out of it, I think there is a big resurgence, big resurgence where the industry is really evolving. Uh, first theme I want to call out is move from financial products to real propositions. We are seeing that happening in um, health space quite a lot, but also life space. Uh, for example, thinking about the wellness space where health propositions are bundled with preventive solutions, or even for things like life products uh, for high net worth bundling right kind of uh, value-added services. This theme around really rethinking the proposition and thinking of customer journey in that is an important theme which is evolving. Second theme I would call out is uh, really thinking about this emerging consuming class. So what really is the insurance product for this segment? I think this is an important topic which is getting shaped. It is getting shaped as propositions which are bundling lifestyle-based propositions. The theme of embedded insurance is coming up rapidly. Then that's connected to the third theme I would call out, which is real ecosystems, where we are seeing partnerships beyond classic partnerships between insurance and bank. These are partnerships with digital platform players, where products are embedded into the journey and very well suited to the context of the customer proposition. Then lastly, I would call out uh, omni-channel as a theme. We do have a market where, let me call it, many semi-professional distributors and advisors are there. Now, really upskilling them and arming them with the right kind of tools, using digital to enable them, using AI to really make them sophisticated. I think there is a big theme where productivity uplift is being pushed in this omni-channel domain. When you think of the role of Singapore, because of course we've heard a lot of Singapore as the new financial services hub in banking and wealth management, we see a lot of offshore business. I understand that it's also allowed to do digital underwriting and policy issuance on the life and health side from Singapore. Do you see a similar role or is it still predominantly a local business market by market, even though some of the patterns are quite similar? Yeah, we did look at the flows in this and indeed on wealth space, Singapore is definitely emerging as a magnet for wealth uh, with a lot of flows going into Singapore. On insurance side, we are yet to see that emerge. And it has many factors at play. I would say that as this protection space expands to life, health, wealth protection, I would see that this is an area which could emerge to Singapore playing a dominant regional role. Currently, it's in very nascent stages. And as propositions get shaped, we could see this space evolve. Thank you, Sumit.
Also, a lot of growth uh, optimism for Southeast Asia, and that, of course, comprises huge markets like Indonesia, Vietnam, as well as more mature markets like Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore. Indeed. Wonderful. There are two other geographies which we would like to cover in today's podcast. The first one is Japan, and then the second is India. Let me start by sharing some perspectives on Japan, which is still, of course, when you look at the overall size of the industry, one of the largest life insurance markets. And it is heavily dominated, of course, by big domestic Japanese groups. Then you have a set of international players that have found actually quite nicely their niches, some more focused on uh, forms of uh, advanced advisory, others using product differentiation like US dollar denominated products. When we look at the Japanese market, it's been a low growth, stagnating top line market. However, the real attraction in the market is the in-force economics and those that are able to really manage the book of business successfully, both on the liability side as well as on the asset side, and with efficient operations, can actually generate very nice cash flows in this market. That is one theme, in-force optimization as a key. The second key theme is around retirement. As I'm sure all the audience in this podcast knows, Japan is one of the oldest societies and aging continues rapidly. What we see is a lot of assets are in that retiree segment concentrated, uh, often allocated in cash. And at the same time, we see a major gap in really sustainable retirement income and longevity. So we see a big theme there to develop really a proper retirement market. Thirdly, the so-called third sector, which are essentially health products, has been always very popular and very profitable in Japan. We see there a constant innovation and a shift from, let's say, all sorts of critical illnesses to really more providing holistic solutions around health and well-being. We also could imagine new solutions for non-communicable diseases like Alzheimer that are corresponding to the aging society. Overall in Japan, not much top-line growth expected, but very interesting economic opportunities in a market that is just very, very big with a big block of business that can be harvested for cash flow generation. Let me move from Japan to the west of Asia. And Sumit, if I can invite you to talk a little bit about India. Thanks, Bernard. I would say I'm very excited about what's happening in India in insurance space. I think, of course, there are tailwinds, right? The country is really, really growing and there are a lot of tailwinds on macro for the country as the world order is changing and getting to a new era of geopolitics, I do think it's a very opportune time for India to capture on that. I think that definitely is at play. We have seen the upper middle class really emerge in India over the last 10 years as there has been a growth in entrepreneurship and several industries have really grown in the country. I would say in addition, what really excites me is how a regulator is making very progressive moves there in terms of the offering which can be done, in terms of defining the growth path for the industry and defining commitments there. I think it's very exciting to see what's really happening in that space. And we could see a lot of innovation in the industry and all the players are planning and thinking of their moves in this new emerging area for India. Thank you so much. Again, a bullish lens on India. And we see this, especially among international players that clearly India as an attractive spot to build businesses and invest has gone up the ladder. We also see this in the valuations for some of the businesses. Wonderful. Shalene, Sumit, thank you very much for your perspectives on the various geographies. Let me just try to wrap up a little bit. 
I think the first theme is a return to growth. And to call out the challenge for Asia, while the life and health insurance sector has grown nicely, the growth has been sluggish compared to nominal GDP growth. The relative relevance of life and health insurance has actually faded. And it is critical for life and health insurers in Asia across all geographies to really find the growth formula of the future. That is central to capture those opportunities. It will need a new form of reimagining the customer promise and the distribution model and really addressing also the savviness and understanding of how insurance can help. Just acknowledging that, for example, three or four families are in danger in Asia Pacific of severe economic crisis in case the breadwinner passes because there is a lack of protection. The second theme is one of productivity. And productivity is one to enable growth, as we have heard, productivity in your agency force by professionalizing it, productivity by using technology, data and analytics, but also productivity to manage the in-force book in mature markets like Japan. I would say a third theme is around sustainability. And we haven't talked too much about it, but what we do see is on the asset side, uh, a shift towards sustainable investing. And we also see an increased customer relevance in that theme. Lastly, to really foster growth, it will also need new forms of public-private partnerships because often it is a question of what part is covered by private insurance, what part is covered by out-of-pocket expense or cash savings, and what part is covered by public social security. And aligning that will be a great unlock for the region. With that, we close our podcast. Overall, a bullish message from across Asia for life and health insurance, but also a real call for action for companies. Thank you.